Hello, and welcome to Blood of Friendship 3.14x Repodcast, episode 12. This is Kingdom Hearts 3D Dream Drop Distance, episode 1. Um, one of two, I think. Um, and joining me as ever is Reed McCarter. How are you, Reed? Ask her if I was any better. I couldn't stand it. How are, how are you? I'm great. What do you think about... Isn't it nice that we started this podcast... Uh, had not talked to each other before recording and are now introducing uh, our emotional states to one another. Well, <laughs> it's just so casual. <laughs> it's, I mean, Kingdom Hearts is an emotional journey, so you have to. This is. Listen, can I tell you a quick story? Mm. Last night, I have a bit of a cold. Last night, I wasn't feeling so well, and I wanted to watch a. A movie, and I ended up watching this documentary about Jane Goodall. Um, it was about her life, okay. you know, Jane Goodall, the 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 scientist, and she lived with the chimpanzees, and she was picked uh, because she was not a trained scientist at the time that she went out there um, to Tanzania to study the chimpanzees, and they picked her because they thought they would get more sort of like objective data it wouldn't be tainted by everything else so she did come out there and she didn't have these same preconceived notions about the chimpanzees and she was able to observe things that other scientists might not have observed because they didn't think chimpanzees were capable of things like she saw them you know using tools to get termites out of a hole to eat which scientists thought that was impossible Mm. anyway but over time though she did become you know, she started off just recording, 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 recording. Um, but she did become involved with the chimpanzees. They grew to accept her, which at first was just her way of getting closer to them so that she could observe their behavior better. But then they started to, you know, like her. They started to know her. Um, and then at one point, there was a polio outbreak. And she thought, she was scared because she thought maybe she had introduced polio to the chimps, but it actually had come from other human contact with different chimp troops. Anyway, this is a long way of saying that Kingdom Hearts, the series of video games, is like a chimpanzee uh, troop. And I entered into this thinking, you know, I was Jane Goodall. I was going to get as close as possible to these mysterious creatures of the kingdom hearts collection and i was i was going to remain sort of unattached i was going to observe uh and get as close as possible to report as truthfully as possible but it doesn't work that way it's not there's no such thing as an objective scientist and there's no such thing as an objective kingdom hearts player and i i feel at this point now our our moods are as relevant to this project as the facts of these games themselves. That's true. <laughs> Mainly I wanted to spend three minutes not talking about Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> do, you, um, do you think Jane Goodall has said anything racist? Do you I, think she's canceled? I mean, it was the early 60s and she was 26 when she went, so the odds are very okay. much stacked against her. So Jane Goodall canceled. Um, you heard her here. She's probably done. First? She's been around for a long time. I'm sure she's done some stuff. Yeah, that's true. You should uh, the, see these. The arc of history bends toward cancellation. <laughs> anyway, uh, we're here for Triple D. That's right. Diners, drive-ins, and dives. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, so, why is this game called Kingdom Hearts 3D? Why? Uh, because it was on the 3DS. Mm-hmm. The, the Nintendo 3DS. Uh, that's where I played it, actually. So, I've played it on the 3DS, just to reiterate that, I guess. Um, um, and you get... It's sort of a different experience, which is maybe obvious, but especially when it comes to this sort of new pet mechanic that they introduced to the game where you can have these 
they call them dream eaters mm. which is yet another wrinkle in the yeah why not like the heart the heartless iteration like there's a new type of enemy in this game there's like good dream eaters and there's bad dream eaters and your good dream eaters are basically like nintendogs or whatever well they're the same and they're like these sort they're of the same either way it's, so it's like pokemon kind of like sometimes they're, right, sorry. they're against you. I mean, the, sometimes they're with yeah, you. Yeah, sometimes you fight them, and sometimes you uh, keep them as pets in some uh, sort of weird room, um, and you can like feed them things and pet them with the stylus on the 3D. Or your PlayStation Touchpad, and it like registers maybe a quarter of the time, <laughs> which yeah, that touchpad. Uh, they could save a lot of money by not building that into the controller because it's terrible yeah it's not allowing me to become closer with my (laughs) my stable of companions do you ever type on your ps4 with the touch god no i think because it lets you do that i think i tried it like the first time i hooked up the ps4 i was like yeah why not it's bad. <laughs> i'm an adventurous kind of guy <laughs> let's see and i was like god no but absolutely not yeah you get to you get to have these sort of like uh, colorful pets in this game uh it in all other respects i would say it's a fairly standard kingdom hearts experience with a new sort of like way to move around the world that's that's a flow motion for us yeah, I can't remember what it was called. It was called flow mode. There's a lot of good terminology in this game. Yeah, there's dive mode. Dive mode. There's uh, flow motion. You get like drop points, there's... which are uh, <laughs> never stops being funny. That the short form is, of course, DP. So Riku and Sora can <laughs> trade DP across dimensions. Uh, and you can reality shift, if I remember. Oh yeah, and that gets into other aspects of this. And there's like the spirit link where you can use your dream eaters as like summons, basically. Um, oh yeah. But listen, if this sounds like a lot of systems, don't worry. They all get they is. all get introduced in the first fucking half hour, <laughs> where it's like this was the I, I've mentioned this before about these games and their tutorials, but. This was one of the first ones where I thought, I'm just not going to... I'm probably going to get stuck three quarters of the way through this game because of all these systems. Yes. But I'm good now. Yeah, so the... I think this game is really fun to just play. It's the best. Because the flow motion stuff, it actually works really well. And you can sort of like... Basically, it's like you grind on objects. <laughs> you sure um, do. In the world, and you like shoot from point to point and stuff and you it's basically uh, it reminded me of some other game and now i've completely forgotten uh spider-man but it's like a yeah spider-man or vanquish or something <laughs> like it's like a totally because the kingdom hearts series is not particularly i think good at being an action rpg we've talked about this like 10 times but like the the way that they build out your moveset and stuff in previous games, especially one and two, and to an extent in Birth by Sleep, is like you you have to install or like mm-hmm. activate moves that would otherwise be like a dash or something. Like to get as mobile as you want to be, you have to like build that um, that build yourself. <laughs> yeah, so they Jesus. like they usually start feeling pretty good, but it's like a ways in you have to yeah you have to like unlock those moves essentially you can't just like dash on your own there's no like real mobility to your guy to your sora in the main games <laughs> this one still has that uh, like unlockable it dash. does but it feels like so much quicker yeah. from the from the get-go which is nice yeah uh and i think the summon stuff with the dream eaters feels really good and they the enemies in this game seem to be a little more they're hilarious they're funny <laughs> yeah that the dream eaters are very goofy looking um but they they take punishment i think in a more satisfying <laughs> way like they feel meatier to hit basically that's that's actually and that's true in I addition was... to like the other <coughs> the other guys in the in the fights that you 
like battle but the dream eaters are fun to fight i have fought i'd say 90 percent des that's dream eaters so far yeah. at this point i fought a few tr- tron guys um mm, okay sort of bike short or not bike shorts they're like wearing like full <laughs> bike short material head to toe with a motorcycle yes, helmet um yeah we can talk about tron in a second tron sucks um yeah but yeah no uh, but yes it feels good this game yeah i didn't want to i didn't want to waste uh i didn't want to be like premature with my praise for it but i almost sent you a message when i played like the first half hour of this saying this game fucking rips because i was so i think it yeah i was delighted to like fire this thing up i did not feel like playing another one of these as yeah um but yeah it's which is good because i think there's something now becoming apparent which is um there's sort of like some sort of like faustian bargain that these games make now faustian isn't right but there's a trade-off with these games where if they play well the story has to be absolute dog shit and if the story's good they have to play really poorly um this is the theory that i've been developing uh because yeah th- this game is super fun to play I guess that makes sense because you think that chain of memories is the best one. that was the best story <laughs> has the has the best story and that one plays like fucking that yeah that yeah. was a it's, it's bad torturous so i think the game i was thinking of and i made this comparison i think previously uh blood of friendship heads will probably remember mm-hmm. uh the it, it reminds me of near automata mm. um because both games i think you can play on autopilot and really not run into any trouble uh the way that you like your attacks and stuff have like such sweep and like range to them that you can sort of just like mash your way through the game and um, yeah your mobility is sort of similar in the way you build out I don't think in this one so much, but in the previous games, the way you build out loadouts is very much the same thing in Nier Automata. Um, I actually also really like the boss fights in this game. Yeah, they're like a good mix of not being complete puzzle bosses, but also not being... Um, yeah. I don't know, like you have to figure out the trick, but it's not it's not like super laborious to do. And I think you could no. probably still beat them just being a numbskull, which is yeah, good for me. Yeah, definitely the first, I think the first boss in the game, I remember just like mashing mm. to death. Um, so I played this game on 3DS, like I said, and I started it um, when I was at the airport, mm-hmm. I think like last year going somewhere. So I can't remember where I went, but I definitely remember playing this and like, yeah, I just like really vibed on the the Dream Eater stuff felt like a good fit for mobile. Like it's something Yeah. It gives you something to just pop in and like manage briefly if you're not gonna actually like play the game proper. And then I think the structure of this game, while potentially frustrating in the same way that Birth by Sleep sort of uh reiterated itself, which is also coincidentally a problem with Near Automata um (laughs) i think the structure of this game is suited to like popping in and out because it's almost well it's almost all timed right in a weird way yeah which is kind of bizarre that's like one of the other systems where there's a little meter draining at the bottom so you're sora say uh and then this meter starts running out of like it's like your droplet meter i can't i can't remember if it's your dp meter too um but then drop gauge i think it's dg <coughs> oh it's the dg um yeah and then it runs out and uh, it's really funny every time it happens because either you know if you're sora he just like he can be in the middle of a fight with like 20 enemies and then he it's just like he just gets real sleepy <laughs> he was he just kind of reclines into the air and floats and then it goes dark yeah. and then you wake up as 
Riku in this situation. So it's it's goes back and forth. And then the other character will just be in the middle of whatever they were doing. So often yeah, in my case... it's really... Sorry. It's really weird. It's very bizarre. Um, but it ties in, I think, with the... Uh, the unfortunate trajectory of, of where the story's going with uh, yeah. time travel and dreaming worlds and uh... yeah this one gets um, uh, from what I gather this is sort of regarded as like complete bullshit in terms of like the Kingdom Hearts ranking like the stories especially mm. um, so just on the drop system for a sec like you play as Riku and Sora but when you switch between them you're like literally like you could play forward as Riku as far as you can but when you switch back to Sora it's like you have to sort of replay that stuff yeah so at the beginning it's like because you you have to play catch up with yourself sort of yeah which they introduce by making you think it's going to suck a lot more than it does which is an interesting yeah. decision. <laughs> um, but then, like, the last the last two worlds I played through, I think it was, or at least this one where it's, like, uh, Pinocchio Land. Like, one of them, you're pretty much entirely in the belly of Monstro, a.k.a. the big whale. And yeah. in the other one, you're pretty much entirely in this, like, theme park more near automata overlaps yep. for <laughs> for those keeping score but uh, they sort of like even in the other ones have prioritized like going to different areas of the same worlds which yeah is better it's not yeah it's not exactly like they're like retracing each other's steps no but chronologically it it does seem like that at first though it does because you just play the same traverse town which real kingdom i don't know i don't even know what you call these people what the mickey mouse club would remember uh fondly from past entries yeah literally from every entry that's correct it's the place of becoming it's limbo is what i gather yeah this whole game is sort of limbo honestly uh so this takes place it's it's the most recent it's It's the most like chronologically i believe that's true yes um it's after kingdom hearts 2 so it picks up after the ansem zemnis have been defeated or have they and right like immediately xenohort comes back yeah nothing matters yen said is like hey sora and riku you need to become keyblade masters which seems like sort of like a big plot advancement right and he's like i need you to specifically to help us fight master xenohort which i mean you've been doing all along but okay but yeah it at least seems climactic to some degree like oh something's happening and then the game is set up as like the mark of mastery exam or trial i guess right yeah so it's like the whole game is you going to these worlds and they're like isolated from other worlds because of uh, they're dreaming uh, dream eaters yeah they're dreaming worlds so it's literally taking place in dreams to some sort of like nebulous extent i think mm-hmm. uh so Obviously, there's a bunch... You go to different Disney worlds in the game, um, but the plot itself is, like, I think extremely thin until you hit the the world that never was section. Well, yeah, I'm not I'm not there yet. Right, exactly. So, but like, the problem is it's been extremely thin, which, yeah, that, that's Kingdom Hearts, like, modus operandi, right? Like, just... Uh-huh give them nothing until the last two hours and then just fucking just turn on the fire hose yeah i should say that the so the test portion of the game i believe ends at the world that never was section so the whole game is not this sort of like trial but like the bulk of it 
like the sort of Kingdom Hearts structure where you go from world to world is set up as this sort of the back in time weird dream thing. That's <laughs> yeah, that's another thing. It's basically like how can we <laughs> make this game as like minimally relevant as possible? It's like it's oh not only back in time, it's like everyone's asleep. <laughs> they love that. Just people just snoozing away or they're in comas or mm-hmm. um yeah we get some coma action later <laughs> great <laughs> uh because this starts off and it's like they they go to uh yen sid's mysterious tower and uh they're teenagers as as they were in kingdom hearts 2 riku and sora yep. and then there's like a flashback and it's like hey you can in the in the midst of like a bunch of tutorials it's like hey you can like watch these now or later it's up to you and i was like i'll, I'll watch it now i guess <laughs> i'm not busy <laughs> uh and then all of a sudden you're like little kids and you're on a raft and you're fighting a little mermaid mean lady and oh that's right yeah you fight ursula there's the first like tutorial yeah boss. and so i was like oh, okay this happened in the past but then the story kind of like picks up and so they're like the little kid versions but then it moves forward and there's still little kid versions but then sometimes it shows them back in the office but that's a flashback or a flash forward but i just got to a point where then it flashed forward again to this tower and then it seemed to be present time but sora and riku were not there anymore just mickey was just hanging out like it's it's yep i don't remember you don't remember that (laughs) no like this game gets so convoluted um like i think this is the game where you you finally maybe finally i don't remember if it's been revealed like this but you finally understand like what the fuck xenohort's plan is with everything (sighs) he probably Um, wants you could probably suss out with all this shit with the 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 keyblade he wants that by sleep and stuff that's what he wants yeah but like the the reason that he needs uh to i don't know make another keyblade war or whatever because he believes there's light and there's dark and you have to balance them there's some other shit going on though too like organization 13 who like i didn't remember this this feels like it was 10 years ago that they were trying to like get their hearts back because they're nobodies right so axel is back but it's not axel it's lee yeah which was his original human name yeah so they're back some of them and as we know (laughs) handsome the wise he makes an appearance in this game because uh he was not dead as we learned at the end of birth by sleep i think well he was in hell at the end he appears in the dark margin or whatever the hell yeah right his machine exploded and gave him amnesia as <laughs> except for everything he remembered yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it gave him amnesia but also they use him as an exposition device which is interesting now see i'm starting to get to the point where i'm start. i'm thinking these games are incompetent narratively <laughs> i'm starting to think that i have had a lot Astrid, you've been with me every step of this way. I've had good faith, haven't I? It's true. It's this is sort of like the ultimate argument against like blind auteurism. Because like Tetsuya Nomura has written every one of these games and yet he's come up with this sort of like melted plastic yeah. timeline that's just like he's like spiraling as a writer. Like just like uh, dream sora data sora back in time sora yeah it's just like what the fuck do we do next like there there are things in this one too where i'm like oh yeah you know i'm playing these games i'm paying attention i'm we're discussing them uh midway through each game like i i should remember this stuff you know i i'm not a super bright person but like i've i studied english i know how to read a book and remember things from it um that's one of the things i can do um and 
old characters are popping up in this game and i'm just like i have no fucking clue who you are i i know i knew this at one point but it's been twisted around and bent and contorted in so many ways that maybe that's the point maybe that's the point of all of this is that there is no such thing as like true unyielding iconography like it's like a defeat of the disney system in the most <laughs> convoluted expensive way to make that point possible okay. that there is no like even your your mickey mouse you know the the brand rat himself uh can be can be destroyed with with enough sort of like reintroduction and exploring different facets of this of this icon like you can take it apart and you can you it's like god like what if you deconstructed like the very concept right like i don't know that's what i'm starting to think about these games because none of these characters they're archetypes they start off they start off you have sora he's the good good little boy you have riku he's the rebellious little boy you have kairi she's the, the girl you know that's that's what we're working with here and then you have maleficent mm-hmm. she's evil and then you have satan and satan's fucking army of demons and that's what you're working with oh and yeah. mickey is like including who's pete pete <laughs> pizza <laughs> pete is judas iscariot <laughs> okay because pete was once uh among the fold right of the faithful that's what i was thinking because you get that origin so you know what pete's about at this point <laughs> pete was paid the 30 the 30 talents or whatever <laughs> to lead mickey yes. astray anyway whatever you um, have all these archetypes say, and they're so, being destroyed they're being obliterated yes into senselessness that's what i'm trying to say so what you're arguing <laughs> is that <laughs> kingdom hearts is a uh Baudrillardian post-structuralist text yeah that uh presents the the uh the sort of the Disney brand identity as a simulacrum that has sort of like collapsed in on itself to reveal emptiness that yeah that is what I'm saying but it's doing that using the tools of of the one force that tries to exert control in in this world in which control is no longer possible in this age we live in right. this uh dare i say it postmodern era that we find ourselves in <laughs> it's uh <laughs> you know it's like give me your disney give me your give me your final fantasy like, give me give me this give me your little fairy tale story about a little boy and and i'm just yeah. going to and then give me 20 years <laughs> give me 20 years and i'll show you your stories i'll show you your monomyth your icons um that's my working theory at this point is that this this whole thing okay. i mean that is i think that's a totally valid reading of the way that these games sort of like uh grind themselves into like nothingness like the I think you can absolutely, narratively speaking, see the seams in Dream Drop Distance. Well, I, I think they've been becoming, yeah, more clear over time. Like, just, it, it almost feels like a dare. And I'm, I'm not, I'm actually, like, not trying to be a complete jerk with all this. Like, it almost feels at mm. a certain point, like, it's, it's really, it's part of why I still find these games somewhat fascinating is that it's like this exercise in like how far can you go with this stuff like how far can you bend everything that we've given you and how far can you like bring along uh fans of something based on nostalgia or based on aesthetics or any other thing like how much can you do to this to these simple ideas and concepts before yeah you just end up with this like slurry like the melted plastic thing is like pretty perfect analogy of of like what yeah. this is at this point so it's like how uh twin peaks fire walk with me and twin peaks the return 
like just keep refracting the initial text through like new understandings and like new frames that like turn it into something entirely different except by mistake maybe yeah i mean yeah (laughs) but as an accident no it's it's (laughs) listen if i hadn't played some other final fantasy games that namora had been involved with i would maybe be like this guy (laughs) this guy's waiting till kingdom hearts 3 is out and then he's gonna hold a press conference (laughs) and explain he's gonna release his 500 page yeah right his his understanding of of what he has created yeah um yeah no it's it's like the three coopers are uh (laughs) yeah it's all the same or like every character every character gets three coopers um so i'm trying to think so when i played this game i had never um played the world ends with you which is like the DSRPG yeah. that people like a lot. I played that. So there's a few characters in this game that come from that game. And I was just like, who are these fucking dickheads? That are like... <laughs> they look like Jet Set Radio characters or something. And they're just like, they're introduced as if you should know who they are. Or like, because they have like sort of little plots, like sort of B plots associated with them. Yeah. I was just like, why? Who are these fucking randos? It's like kids with like uh, skull caps and like big ass headphones <laughs> around their necks and stuff. Yeah, they're like the kind of kid. The, the character design where he's like always wearing his headphones. That's his thing. That game is hilarious. <laughs> the uh... it's like when you bring a baby to a concert and you put like the construction <laughs> earmuffs on it. <laughs> That's what that kid is. It's loud in. Yeah, and the the homie with the fucking skull beanie and the big ass chain. Yeah, he's written well. Uh, his he's his great. dialogue is pretty convincing because he ends <laughs> he ends every sentence with "yo," so you know that he's he's uh. uh and then you get life. this hot androgynous. This is the fucking androgynous babe in the button up shirt that's like open to like the middle of their sternum oh which one is that and they have like this blonde bob sort of like a messy bob are you talking about joshua Joshua? apparently yeah yeah uh who in this Uh, i can't remember if it was this way in the world ends with you but in kingdom hearts has sort of like a has like mythical proportions like joshua seems to understand what's going on better than everyone else that's why i'm saying yeah like so when i played it it was like very confusing to me why these characters were being introduced like this i thought it was just another set of kids like in kingdom hearts 2 they look like with like pants and stuff they look like kingdom hearts kids kingdom hearts kids who have yeah. been yeah that's the thing yeah taken too like, far i thought it was just another set of Another set of boys, just like Pence and the guys from Kingdom Hearts 2. Hey, how do you feel about the way that they put women in these games, or girls, as the case may be? Because I don't don't think it's very good. What do you think? (laughs) Might be be too hard on Kingdom Hearts. The question is way beyond my... my comprehension of these games. How do you mean? Like, it's something specific? Even old Aqua, who I, I like... Uh, probably the best character in the series. Yes. Next to without question. I next to uh, <laughs> Goofy, for he is risen. Next to uh, what's her name? Exactly. Oh my god. <laughs> the the girl who like evaporates in three fifty eight over two days. Oh, Shion. 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 Yeah. Yeah, she is pretty good too, but. I don't remember a lot about her now, and we just watched that three-hour movie like two months ago. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, yeah. Not even. I mean, that game. Of, yeah, it's just like. Um. But yeah, what had? There's no. So this game has two main characters. There's no like. Yeah, Kyrie doesn't get to come along. Capital G girl. Yeah. Yeah, Kyrie doesn't get to come along. In Birth by Sleep, Aqua gets a little bit of time, and then she, I think. She, she has a crush on on uh final fantasy 7's zach who is a minor character or not a minor i don't know 
Zack and Final Fantasy VII is like the inverse of Cloud. You can already see these things taking shape. <laughs> um, but like, oh, this guy, yeah, yeah, and Zach Fair. It's like Cloud with black hair. He's yeah, like the original he's, Cloud. Um, yeah, he's definitely like the the deer and gray Cloud. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh. He hits on Aqua, and she's like, oh, gosh. And then she, they do that thing, which is always funny in movies and video games and stuff. And they're like, look, your face is all red, but it's not. Um, <laughs> and so she gets that treatment. I think she gets perved on by a few people as well. Um, Wait, is Aqua in this game? No, I was just thinking about it because Kyrie just gets excised from this game. And then. Right, yeah there's this stuff again with like we need the seven pure hearts that means like seven disney princesses because i guess the princesses of heart they're pure because they're ladies which reinforces the yeah the virginal purity of the disney properties which is bizarre i mean there's a lot of stuff in this game too where it's it's just sort of it's like you could point out a lot of problems and they could just be like that's disney (laughs) i'd be like well you're working with them yeah um we have like a very uncritical thing where uh it's like the hunchback of notre dame world which is paris but they don't call it paris no um the the hunchback world is admittedly very bizarre it's i think the way that so you can see in that world that they do take efforts to somewhat sanitize the source material for the purposes of the game which i think Um, is impossible uh, right so it's the city of bells or french pronunciation that i'm not going to attempt right now it's like clochet or something right yeah the city de clochet it appears to be so if you remember a hunchback of notre dame um there's a (laughs) what the primary antagonist is the guy who's so like demonically horned up that he's like uh, murderous essentially like he has repressed his sexual desires to the point where he becomes like uh apparently uh, basically like a witch hunter yeah if i remember correctly yeah but for romany uh there's actually a scene of attempted sexual assault in the hunchback of notre dame in the disney version but i believe no i think in the in the book uh-huh. Um, but his even his characterization in the Disney movie is like two steps away from that. His big song where he's like, um, God, what is his song in that movie? I'm uh, sure it's. I'll look it up. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it begs the question already of why you would make a Disney movie out of this, but that's never really stopped them before, right? Like, Pocahontas no. maybe not a great choice either. Um, yeah, I mean, that was back before SJWs had to get their hands on everything. <laughs> that's, yeah, it's a good point. So this, the song I'm referring to, sorry, is Hellfire, mm. um, where basically he's having, like, um, he's just thinking about Esmeralda sexually. And burning and he's, her? like, walking through... He's like in the church and he's like thinking about her and he's like the implication is that that he wants to fuck her so badly that he um he's he's like mad about it he's like oh you're tempting me and he's like seeing apparitions of her and stuff and he's like god have mercy on me because i'm fucking i'm horny yeah he's like she'll be mine or essentially she'll die so that's like his motivation in the movie his it's his motivation is unclear except for blind uh murderous racial hatred yeah they sort of change it into like him hating gypsies yeah which has made me like not uh that great either and, he, and they use the word gypsy yeah just non-stop sorry i use gypsy because they use it in the game but obviously that is not the um 
and it's it, word for the Romani people and stuff. But he he, I mean, the first fucking thing that he does is stop Sora, and he's like, "Are you a gypsy?" Yeah, because you're wearing weird clothes. Yeah, well, and the thing is too, like, isn't it Victor Hugo, Hunchback of Notre Dame? The book, yeah. Uh, which I haven't read, so, but maybe this is, I don't know. I think uh, a writer like Hugo could maybe explore that, you know, <laughs> these ideas. A Disney movie, uh, probably not as well because it's for children. I don't. It's maybe a, right. a big discussion to have about how you portray atrocity and and you know awful really awful stuff going yeah. on uh for kids i don't think it's in the format of sort of like a disney like the standard archetype of of love story hero's journey kind of thing i don't know if that's maybe you could but no. and it's certainly doesn't work as this like super abridged kingdom hearts thing you know it's just like it's fucked like there's yeah, a part where like what they're doing they're actually retelling the story of the movie in this game which is sort of unusual for how they handle these disney things and kingdom hearts uh-huh. well you like you end up with esmeralda like tied to a stake being burned alive yeah i was about to say that yeah and then the way that frollo dies is the same as it is i believe in the Hugo and also in the Disney movie where he falls off because the gargoyle. Right. He either thinks that the gargoyle snaps at him or like growls at him or it actually does. Um, but either way, it's depicted here the same way. So it's like literally they're retelling the story of the hunchback of Notre Dame. But in like this very, yeah, it's very bizarre to see how they sort of hollow out it's the, the sexual stuff and replace it yeah with this generic like racial animus and he's like oh i'm not gonna keep saying so romani people are like destroying uh basically like public it's just it's really social order yeah i mean it's a it's a strange thing to do and i don't think it is a good idea i i think about these games no. as being uh probably best for kids and I think about the way that you get introduced to these kind of things. And I, I don't think that's a, it's just, it's like Kingdom Hearts takes all of the Disney stuff as just like, yeah, like an aesthetic. Like they do that with the Mulan stuff too. And it feels strange. feels very strange. Yeah. Um, Cause aren't they fighting? Yeah. I forgot about that. They're fighting like Mongolians in it and stuff. And it's just like, wow, you're taking yep. this real history of, you know, this is ancient history, so it's it's not like, uh, you know, obviously it's been repurposed a million times, but you're taking stories of armies clashing and and all of these things, and you're just making it, uh, yeah, a cartoon boy, uh, yeah, flinging around with a Which bubble sword. Which I don't sword. think. Yeah, I think just using this stuff in a way that is it the the hunchback stuff in this game feels like it is dancing around the point. More more than anything else too. Like I imagine if they did yeah. if they did a Pocahontas thing too, you would get the same effect, right? Of yep. being like, This yep. is too much this was too much for Disney. This is definitely too much yeah. for referencing Disney like very offhandedly. Yeah, just like sort of using it as like I don't know, like level design essentially and like quest design. As like Yeah, it's bizarre. Sort of really like the Esmeralda being or potentially being burned alive is like sort of there's no real motivation in the game that is like adequately explained for why Frollo would do this to her specifically no and it it doesn't track either like why he as far as he's concerned in this he uh, wants to exterminate a people who you don't understand you if you are just going into this based on this game you know he wants to exterminate people who you don't know who they are 
And then there's this one lady and he's like, you're one of them. But then he doesn't care. But then he's burning her alive. Like it's, it's. Yeah. Like his, his only relationship to her as depicted here is that she helps like Sora escape or something. Yeah. And there's the and night. He's like, oh, you're a witch or whatever. <laughs> yeah. It's good also, stuff. It's really, it's, it's super bizarre i'm not i was not i was not it's yeah it's just it feels like they'd be better off not including the romani stuff or like just have it not tell the story of the movie because it, it inevitably has to come to that point where it's like wait it could have just <laughs> what been is this guy's deal it, it could have just been you're working with the hunchback and he's like yeah. i don't like this guy like listen this is kingdom hearts level disney i know like it, world it's abbreviation. way too complicated um yeah 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 and then so that's that part of the game yeah there i don't know there isn't too much i guess we spend a lot of time talking about that but i don't know what else even happened in this there's tron world which i didn't care for because how do you feel about the jeff bridges i thought that was funny cg model i thought which is funny because even in you haven't seen no uh, legacy (laughs) right okay but they do use like a de-aged cg jeff bridges in the movie yeah it took me i had to go into the the character files in the report section to realize that those are two (laughs) jeff bridges yeah so it's sort of like the same technique as used in the game uh (laughs) Well, it's essentially one with a beard and one with hair. Yeah, it's not as drastic, but um, you get a. I just think it's funny. You get a CG uh, Olivia Wilde as well. Yeah, I forgot about that. Uh, you get a CG bland dude who I'm sure was the main character. In yeah, I can't even remember that guy's name. The actor. It's like probably some like Sam Worthington also ran. Uh, but yeah, uh, Garrett Headland. <laughs> Bless you. <laughs> you like that? That's a joke. That's him. Um, I only mention that though because you get the the Pirates of the Caribbean effect of Sora, this fucking <laughs> mutant cartoon boy standing next to these uh, theoretically yeah, like realistic real... people. Yeah. Yeah, the Tron uh, stuff I don't think has ever been a good fit for Kingdom Hearts. And I sort of... I also felt that way a little bit about Lilo and Stitch. I did too, but I liked Stitch. Yeah, I just think like the sci-fi aesthetic is like super off-putting. It's extremely off-putting. Kingdom Hearts. Um, that's too bad for all of us, though, because I think uh, the writers of Kingdom Hearts see... A kindred spirit in the story of tron because in both kingdom hearts 2 and in this one they've really leaned into the whole idea of like well if you like make consciousness ai like what's the difference between a real person and yeah and they've yeah they've like used the tron stuff as like a corollary to their own the heart the heart stuff which is not like the data data versions of people and stuff yeah so it like it fits for them in that sense and it's like weirdly they engage with the narrative of tron more than they do with the other worlds which is like a weird rhythm break tron is also i don't know if people who like these movies or something can follow it better but they're just fucking lousy with invented nouns and stuff too like so you mix that yeah. up with Kingdom Hearts, and you're like, well, the Heartless, the clue is looking for. Rizzler is... There's a guy named Rizzler, which is funny. You Rizzler. Just go get a pack of Rizzlers. <laughs> um, yeah, clue, Rizzler, Quora. Quora. <laughs> Quora. Tron. Uh, Rizzler was Tron. Yeah, Tron is stupid. I'm sorry. It's like... Yeah, like maybe it doesn't feel like a Disney thing in the way that like uh, the classic like 
I don't know, Sleeping Beauty or whatever. I mean, even like Tarzan or Hercules do. You know what, though? I should say I'm glad that they're using new worlds. Because I do not want to go to fucking Agrabah again. Yeah. I do not want to go to uh, the Peter Pan world again. Neverland. Neverland Ranch. I don't want to go to Neverland Ranch ever again. I don't want to go to... Uh, they reused a whole bunch of them. I'm spacing out now. Apparently Kingdom Hearts 3... Uh, Better be on promised that the Hercules world will be in... No. I know. They were like, oh, guess what? Don't worry. What, were they worried they didn't have to give fucking James Wood a check for one more game? <laughs> Every time they get sound alikes for so many of these classic Disney characters, it's him fucking every time. You know how he's so online that he's like, I need to be in a video game. Do you think... Like, I need to, I need to stay in the gamer consciousness. Do you think he, like, tries to get Nomura to watch... Uh, Tucker Carlson with him. <laughs> Do you think he's like put Tucker Carlson here? The kids need to know the truth. <laughs> Do you think in Kingdom Hearts yeah, but, three, uh... Hades is gonna chant "Lock her up"? <laughs> <laughs> Talk about PizzaGate. <laughs> uh, yeah. So we're. I think we've gone through everything. Yeah, then there's like Pinocchio World, but it's it is what it yeah. is. There's a minstrel face for the logo when you go in. A Pinocchio World. Yeah, oh, it's a God. clown. I didn't get there. It's a clown in neon, like a neon outline of a clown's face, but it's a minstrel show makeup face. So that's good. They did that too. Prankster's Paradise. Prankster's Paradise sequel to been spending most our lives gangsters <laughs> living in remember that oh, music video wow. with... holy shit yeah yeah that's some cuphead so that's shit oh my god that's awful mm-hmm. like super unnecessary dude. i like it... just put pinocchio I guess they were like Pinocchio He's came like out in the thirties. This is what shit. stuff what the in hell. I don't know. Yeah, that's fucked. That's not good. No, not at all. Not at all. Damn. Uh, yeah. So that's in the game. <laughs> this, the I think, the most problematic Kingdom Hearts game already. Uh, yeah. Birth by some, Sleep. Some real missteps. Birth by Sleep had a lot of uh, sort of a greatest hits collection of princes waking up sleeping princesses by kissing them while they were unconscious. This one is uh, taking a different tactic to be offensive. I don't know. Yeah, that uh, feels like a no. This little yeah. prankster's paradise that says don't do it. <laughs> yeah. Verdict on Prankster's oh. Paradise is fucking don't. Okay, Kingdom Hearts is Here's don't. a question. What? My question is where. <laughs> why. When did Disney acquire Studio Ghibli? Oh, shit. They did, didn't they? Yeah. I feel like it was um, with, like Ponyo. It was around the time Ponyo came out, right? Or maybe before then. So it's mm. been like 10 years, I think. Did they have them, like, Spirited Away era? Balls. I don't know. But my question is, why is there no Studio Ghibli stuff in Kingdom Hearts? Because Studio Ghibli is too good. And following on my theory where... Because Studio Ghibli stuff is not just a series of fucking plushies to stick on your child's crib. You don't think a, a fucking Totoro world would absolutely kill? Yeah, but a lot of the studio... I don't know. I'm Like, I'm not some Ghibli connoisseur. You know? <laughs> I've seen, like, a few of them and I've enjoyed them. Uh, but those movies, like, like have something going on more so than Disney. Like, actual ideas sure. and concepts and characters that are not just, like... I don't know. I can't imagine that, like, the 
Kingdom Hearts is like, no, actually, these are too good. Well, no, no, no. I can't I, adapt them. I'm not being serious. I'm just following up on my Nomura theory of, uh, okay, those are too complex for him to engage with in that way. Okay, that'll be the, apparently the next series. Yeah, <laughs> apparently, as far as I can tell from just uh, glossing over this, it, since 1996, there's been a Ghibli partnership with Disney. Mm. Uh, but in terms of distribution that makes sense so maybe they don't have the rights as far as like do they um, not own them in america or reproducing them and stuff that kind of makes... they will like i think distribute and dub overseas for the u.s i don't know actually i was gonna say anyway i'm sure they could finesse always... it maybe what was that quote that Miyazaki says about video games? Where he's like, they're like the most ugly something. Oh, when they... Was that when they <laughs> were showing him the the uh, 3D animation? Yeah, the guy comes in and he like, talks about how he made a zombie. <laughs> yeah, he's like, look at this, sir. And he's like, this is like soulless or whatever. It's just fucking... Brutal. He's such an asshole, honestly. Yeah. Uh, if you watch that documentary i did it's like <laughs> i did he's such a prick <laughs> didn't he like leave the screening of his son's first movie yeah that shit owns though uh the <laughs> it was yeah when his, his son goro directed T- tales from Earthsea, and like he like it went out for like a bunch of smoke breaks and like didn't come back or something that's like <laughs> It's and like then a... later he finally watched it and was like yeah it's fine i guess uh, that's great i mean and i don't believe that ursula k Le Guin liked it either oh right ursie <laughs> how about that i think she like she was probably hoping that um hayo would direct it and when she got goro she was like damn i'd be pretty upset too <laughs> to be honest yeah. if they were adapting my fantasy opens um no that kind of stuff is really funny well it's kind of funny as an outsider uh just because of the severity of it but i would not want to be anywhere near that man he seems like a real piece of shit in terms of how he treats other people that poor video game guy who's like so excited about this technology he's worked on he's just like fucking roasting him in front of everybody yeah and the guy just has to like stand there and smile (laughs) I still don't think that Ghibli, like now we're on to like Big Hero Six and Tangled, Tangled and Frozen, which is stupid. Um, there's like they're doing Pirates of the Caribbean again. Oh no! Like, yeah, like why throw Totoro in there? Yeah, Kiki's Delivery Service World. Like, I'd like a <sighs> see some of that stuff though. Is too maybe it's like too frightening for a Disney world. I you know like maybe what about um because i'm thinking of like mononoke but then you have like the the black pus beasts that's perfect that could be the dark like i oh yeah yeah just clean it up a bit yeah like there has to be a reason why they haven't done it and maybe it's because they're trying to get the stuff that they think is like appealing to overseas audiences have you seen like, frozen i haven't yeah is that any good i know that the kids are wild about it i don't like it it feels it feels like a rewrite of tangled um have you seen tangled it's like yeah i've seen tangled and i think it's it's good is tangled rapunzel um, frozen yeah frozen feels like it's taking the tangled template and just like cranking out another one but they make it Nordic, um, right, to appeal to, uh, yeah, the to sort the, of it's weird. The economically anxious voter is more likely to go <laughs> see Tangled or Frozen. Yeah, but I feel like the point at which they're like, "Hey, let's do Tron Legacy," <laughs> is like maybe dip into the Ghibli canon a little bit. Uh, that's a really good point. I don't even know. Hunchback of Notre Dame seems like. I, I thought you it's, know it, it is like such a bad that's like such a bad fit for the I thought Hercules was even thing. a little a little iffy uh, to be honest but 
I checked out on Disney. Uh, my Disney was Beauty and the Beast and Aladdin and The Lion King. And then I, okay. I remember I had like a Pocahontas Pog. And, and I think that's where I, I was like, no, nah, these Pogs need to have like demonic heads on them. And then I can, <laughs> that's, that's the, I mean, they've gotten, they've got a, what is it now? Toy Story. Oh, I've seen Toy Story. Monsters, Inc. I have not seen that. Okay. Well, my point is that they're going so far afield of like the Disney classics or whatever. Why not Wally? Yeah, that would be sort of in the big the um not Big Hero Six the the I almost said Ren Stimpy, Lilo and Stitch. <laughs> It'd be in that vein. Um, one thing we haven't talked about. So, as we wind down these episodes, because we're really, it's incredible. Um. It's like the first scent of spring uh which smells like <laughs> smells like garbage and thawing dog shit um the kingdom hearts 3 is is gonna come out relatively soon and we're, we're gonna be we're on yeah. our way toward that i just started thinking about these things like we haven't seen old pre-orders locked in we haven't seen old goofy or donald in a while like we've seen them we haven't we haven't gotten to uh party up as it were <laughs> yeah uh yeah there's sort of cameos in this game if i remember they're around i just got to a point where Minnie mouse was kidnapped and donald and goofy were both like whoa that's my impression how is Minnie mouse not able to fend for herself listen you want to we're going back down this rabbit hole of <laughs> fucking gender politics and kingdom hearts yeah, so this sort of like essentialism and like the character writing is pretty absurd. It's baked in. Like Minnie Mouse has like forty percent less body mass and she can't see past her nose, so she has to wear glasses. Would and you she's not hot. Would you let a growing mind play Kingdom Hearts? Yes. Because it teaches them that women are good for opening their holes wow that uh i feel like you weren't even going that (laughs) that blue but the sentence actually just led there naturally (laughs) that is Um, the thing with the princesses of heart though they're like they need to kidnap them to fucking summon a keyhole or whatever (laughs) yeah to like unlock people's hearts aka like oh wow get them to do what they want like it is like so straightforwardly like sort of like um i don't know like you were saying about like kissing the princess while she sleeps like it's just this like unreconstructed like uh heroine damsel thing that they do i thought you were also going to get into the imagery of the keyblade and the keyhole I mean, yeah. You know? Um, it's like a very... You could read into this game some like fairly explicit things if you wanted. Especially with like the... I don't know, like the overall plot about like war and like meaningless cycles of violence and stuff and those being fed with like these quote-unquote pure maidens or whatever. Uh-huh. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, like a Fatal Frame game. <laughs> There's one part where, I forget who it is, but someone gives Sora or Riku a, a pendant that is sort of like a, a map of downtown Paris. Except it's sort of... Um, I don't think it would be a stretch to say it's yonically shaped. And uh, uh, the way that the Seine is situated and the Notre Dame... <laughs> Uh, is signified by a cross sort of at the top of this <laughs> of this shape it's very profane i think if you showed a god-fearing christian this <laughs> this rendition of paris in twine uh they would not approve of the way that a cross and uh, a clitoris are are brought together symbolically <laughs> It's it reminded me a lot of Lars von Trier's Antichrist in uh in in its the depths of its profanity. 
<laughs> Should we wrap it up here? Yeah, I think. <laughs> yeah, we can probably uh, hit it. Um, so, yeah, I think we've covered everything up until the. I'm assuming next episode will be like, let's discuss the actual story. Um, yeah, it's which gets pretty wild. So I'm excited to talk about that. Actually. Yeah, we'll have Wikipedia open. Uh, secret endings will be spoiled. Wait. As ever. Do I have to watch secret endings on YouTube at the end of this? Once I get my I, normie ending? Yeah, I don't remember what they're contingent on, like unlocking or whatever, but um, um, you may have to. Yeah, so that'll be the next one. And then I think we're going to do. Uh, that'll be. Th- There'll be like a miscellaneous. Yeah, with like the um, demo or what's it? Fragmentary. Yeah, yeah, fragmentary passage and then there's like a short movie maybe back cover yeah that's the, the like the that's short... keyblade war oh shit yeah oh shit i can't eat di- i don't remember I how short it is but i can't eat dinner while i'm watching that one can i will it just be too <laughs> grotesque i think it's an hour yeah, I looked it up on howlongtobeat.com, my guide to getting through. How long to beat? My guide to getting yeah, Ken, through Kingdom Hearts. It's uh, Ken Burns, the keyboard. <laughs> it's a nine-hour PBS special. Narrated by Tom Hanks. The voice of <laughs> Xehanort is... Uh, who'd they get for that? They got Michael Fassbender, actually, which is a pretty good get. Okay. Uh, but yeah, we... Um, We'll be back for that. Actually, yeah, Dream Drop Part 2 and then Miscellaneous. And then we will be sitting on our thumbs until Kingdom Hearts 3 comes out. What a world, huh?